Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Energy for Sales podcast. Tim Hooper and Dave Elephant, your hosts, where we believe if you're not having fun in sales, you may be doing something wrong. David, we're excited today. Yes, we're very excited. And, and Tim, you know that you are doing something wrong if you're not having fun in sales or in life. So, yes, very excited. Uh, we've wanted to have this guest back. Um, she was a powerhouse on our summit. And Tim, take it, take it from here. Taswana Sewell is the executive director with American Cancer Society uh, in the greater D.C. Baltimore area. And uh, like David said, was uh, one of our power lineup guests um, in our, for our Energy for Sale Summit. And uh, so we asked her to come back and uh, she graciously accepted to talk about something that resonated with all of our participants, the subject of delighting the, the client, delighting our clients. And so to Swana, welcome back. Uh, before Thank we get you. into the, the delighting piece, um, say a quick word about ACS and how people listening can, can partner because we're going to put the donation link in the show notes as well. Oh, perfect. Well, perfect. Thank you so much for having me back. Um, I definitely want to get in on that fun conversation, but maybe we can put that under the delight portion. Um, but the American Cancer Society, we are a national organization that is fighting back against cancer in most communities around the country and definitely here local in the greater DC Baltimore area. We look to really make people be um, knowledgeable advocates in their own care. Um, cancer Though we have made some progress, you know, it's still really prevalent in all communities. It does not discriminate. And we really want to make sure that people go get their screenings. And so while we fight back against all cancers, I just want to say today, since we're still in October, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, you know, for women to go get their mammograms, we know that unfortunately more than 281,000 women are going to be diagnosed with breast cancer this year. And men should pay attention too, because another 2,600 men are also estimated to be diagnosed with breast cancer. So beyond that, the American Cancer Society would like to eliminate cancer as a major public health issue. Uh, we do that in a lot of ways through research. We are the largest funder of research outside of the federal government. Um, through direct patient services, we provide free lodging uh, for folks who have to travel far from home for treatment oh. and free rides. Um, and then we also, uh, our sister organization does a lot of advocacy, working with legislature, legislators to really make sure that laws are in place to protect uh, people with cancer. So that's the quick and short of what we do. <laughs> There's a ton. Go to cancer.org yeah. to learn more. Yeah, it's powerful. And not only that, but making lasting impact for people. As many of you know, my wife, Jennifer, has um, just completed, I just rang the bell last Monday um, with her second round of breast cancer. So it's uh, it's one of those things you just never want to hear of again. But when when it when it comes into your story, you're grateful for organizations like ACS. So awesome. And, and talking about delighting, I want to share a quick story. So we set up this link. You all have been donating throughout the summit, and it was we set the summit up to be all this value, but you attend free with a donation. So so many of you guys donated. We're going to do the check presentation here in a couple of weeks in Baltimore. I'm so excited. And here's here's what was the delightful piece to me, uh, Tiswana, was when people donated, they could have a card mailed to somebody on behalf of somebody. 
so as I was making my donation, I put a card in the mail to my wife and just said, Hey, thanks for being my why. Thanks for being my cheerleader. And here's, here's a card for you. And, and I didn't know how the card was going to work out. You know, I thought, you know, it, does this even work? You know, it's on the donation link, whatever. A couple days later, this beautiful cur- courage, it had like five different words on the card and it came in the mail dedicated to Jen. I mean, it brought a tear to our eye. That's all I was really expecting. But throughout leading up to the summit, like two more cards came in the mail and they were from some of my clients I coach who made a donation on behalf of Jennifer. So I'm talking about like, that's delightful, right? I wasn't expected. Here the card comes. And again, just brought meaning. The person who donated obviously had a story too. And it just, so just those ways to delight um, customers and you brought it up on the, on the summit. I'll let you take it away. Um, you know, what does that mean to you and, and how can our, our listeners apply it? Yeah, well, I'll just say with the cards, you know, going, walking through a cancer journey is so personal and can be the scariest time in your life. And, you know, a card is a small thing, but at the American Cancer Society, we just want to let folks know that you're not alone in that journey. So it's really meaningful um, to folks when you can send that card to let them know that. Um, In terms of delighting, you know, you guys said if you aren't having fun in sales and you must be doing something wrong. Well, we kind of feel the same way in fundraising. I mean, the word fun is literally in, you know, (laughs) fundraising. I thought about that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you really think about there's no goods or services exchange, you know, when a donor gives, you want to make sure they're having a good time. You know, certainly if it's a one-time thing, you know, okay, people will make that gift, but we're really looking to make lifelong friends. So we want folks to have fun while they're volunteering with us and while they're donating with us so that they'll come back. I think the other thing, you know, with delighting, I was uh, talking to a master fundraiser last week, um, Tom Sullivan, I believe he's raised a close to a billion dollars, literally, um, throughout his career. And he said, you know, people don't give to organizations that have needs. People give to organizations that meet needs. And, you know, those are like two really simple sentences, but really resonated with my colleagues and I, um, because again, especially as a nonprofit, right? And I think in sales in general, sometimes we get so caught up in thinking about what is our sales target or what is our fundraising goal. And so you're asking people for something from that standpoint so you can make your goal. But what is the customer's goal? What is the donor's goal? And if you can meet their needs, that is a delight because everyone has a need, whether you're buying you know, a particular product or whether you're donating. There's some kind of, there's some need within your nonprofit donor or within your business customer as to why they are coming to your organization. And if you can meet that need, that makes people happy. So, you know, I just think that that's something really important to remember. That's, that's powerful. Yeah, that, that is very strong. It's interesting. Um, during the panel discussion at Summit, I wasn't speaking, so I'm watching the chatter. I'm watching the, the comments and, and they lit up when you talked about delighting and I had to write down again, you know, they don't give donors don't give to organizations that have the needs. They give to organizations that meet the needs. And that's super powerful in any line of sales. Um, Our clients, our future clients are going to have needs and how quickly can you show that you meet those needs and you're worthy of a seat at the table. Um, Again, 
just taking notes, pearls of wisdom every time, right out, you know, within three minutes. I love Done. that. And, and just to, to, to loop that back around too is in sales, I mean, as a sales representative or a set or business development, I mean, what are we truly, if we, if we really get to the heart of this, what are we really responsible for? We're responsible for our client. We're not responsible for quota. Now, one has to work, but it only follows the other. So, you know, the person who's always chasing quota is really working back. You're working on conversion, conversion, conversion. Well, what about connection? What about doing connection different? And how about showing up from the very first interaction with somebody in a different, unique and human way, communicating professionally a little bit better? Like if you think about it this way, you can communicate and just go on and on and on in an email. Do you like that? I don't. So why are we doing what we don't like? Because somebody gave us a script in a playbook and said, go run and make some sales and meet this quota. So if we really think about delighting our perspective changes to putting ourselves in the consumer, the client's shoes, and then we start, like you said, helping and meeting a need. When we start helping and meeting a need, we make friends. And somebody said, customers send checks, but friends send fortunes. I think Jeffrey Gittimer said that, you know, (laughs) you start making friends and having fun. We should start using some more F words, the good kind, but we should start using more F words, fun, friends, fundraising. (laughs) I love that you said fun was in fundraising. I had never thought of that before, but, but you know what I'm saying? It's all about shifting that perspective. I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? Delight, the word delight for me shifts the perspective. That's what I love about it. It literally makes me ask the question. Am I, am I doing it different? Am I showing up with fun? Am I, are they having a good time when I call? Yeah. And it, it, you know, it really is about making friends. You don't want to be transactional. I mean, even just from a selfish standpoint for me, if I've got to talk to all these people, you know, having it just be transactional, is no longer fun for me. You know, I think it's important for all of us to have just that natural curiosity about others, right. Mm. And getting to know people. And, you know, I have all these analogies, but one that really resonates with me is, you know, kind of building these relationships are so important. And it's like dating. Like you don't walk into a situation. Hi, Tim, I'm Taswana. It's nice to meet you. Okay, we should go ahead and get married. I mean, whoa, we've got to take some time here. She wants my passport. (laughs) She wants something. (laughs) Right. We got to take some time here to get to know each other. And I think if you can enjoy that process, you know, that's really where you're you're making those emotional connections, even if it is over a product or a donation. Like these are genuine connections that you're, you know, building with your constituents, which is just so important. Well, what lit up for me at Summit when you mentioned Delighted, there's a sales coach here in Nashville, successful and sales trainer. And a lot of times salespeople will call in and, and the prospect will say, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm fine. Well, what would it take to be delighted? And that's what he would, because it, it, it's a mind shift. It's a mindset difference. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm good. And, and most salespeople will just falter at that point. And and the best retort to that is, well, what would it what would it take for you to be delighted? And it just opens up this, you know, their mind to, to a lot of things they really hadn't considered. So when you said it on at the summit. That's where my mind went. You know, I'm, again, I took more notes. Tra- transactional is no longer fun. Um, you know, 
no one that's not that's not you're right it's not fun yeah it's not it's not, fun. It's not delighting anybody right. no and you know what i like that you have that uh open-ended question i actually haven't used that so i'll have to share that with my team because that really elevates the conversation so what would it take to be delighted so thank you i'll wow. be um i'll be stealing that <laughs> <laughs> that's, what this, Matt, that's what podcasting that's what, when, when we started podcasting david and i we said, um, you know, we are already masterminding with with great minds. And we said, why don't we just start? Because it was so good. Like, why don't we just start recording this and sharing it? And that's where the podcast was born. So really, we're just having a an elevated mastermind, if you will, sharing it with the world. Um, but re really seeking to delight. Uh, and you said something earlier. You said it's, it's nurturing that natural curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know, and really, David, it takes curiosity to ask that question. Well, okay, I'm glad you're good, but what can we do to to delight you? Like, what would it take um, for you to be delighted? That's that's curiosity. Um, mm -hmm. How many people in sales do you do you know of who are you know they get something done or they get the deal and it's like it just moves through and, and we don't ask that deeper question of what more do you guys need? Like, there's. I think in any one of our given accounts, there's probably market or wallet share that, that could still be realized if we just ask a deeper question. There's another department that needs us. There's another introduction internally. You talk about multi-state organization. There's somebody that you already love and they love you who could quickly and easily pick up a phone or shoot an email and say, David, meet Tiswana. Like she's taking care of some of my plan giving for the year. Amazing. And she does a great job with ACS. I want you guys to know, David, you did the same with Todd this week. Todd's on the board. He was on the, he was on the summit. Todd, right? Not Justin. Todd. Right. Yeah. Yep. And, and he's on the board of uh, Kid Walk in Nashville. And I might've gotten that wrong and we're not highlighting his here, but nonetheless, David sent me and five other guys from the summit an email saying, guys, I'm doing some plan giving. You guys were on the summit, you know, Todd, I, I recommend you guys do something as well. It's that simple. And it's it's when we're curious enough to ask and go there, then we find out more and more about people. And that's, I love that you said dating, curiosity. David, I mean, curiosity is something we've talked about before. What what would you what would you add to that? I mean, that's where it starts because that, that shows intent of getting to know what their situation is, um, what the current state and if you don't leave with curiosity, I, I don't know what you can leave with. I know. You know, for us, like the the first gift that a donor makes is is pretty much almost the beginning, right? So I know a lot of times when you close a sale, you're, you're like, great, I'm done. However, that's when we kind of do that one click down. So really kind of dig into, well, what is their why? You know, why are they, you know, giving to the American Cancer Society? Of course, thanking them and acknowledging their donation and then getting back to what need they're really meeting, right? Because yes, I'm sure during the solicitation process, which is equivalent to the sales pitch, you know, we let them know exactly, you know, what they're going to be funding. But then now that they've given the money, you need to circle back and report, you know, yeah. what is it that, what impact are you making on the lives of cancer patients and their families? Um, so I think that keeps people, you know, happy as well, especially when you can show them, we have some tangible things that we can do and really show them, you know, their dollars at work and how they're kind of meeting the needs. So 
I think it's like after that gift or after that sale, if you can go back and just continue to develop that relationship with that person, you'll get a lot of good feedback too. So you can course correct for the next sale because you don't want the first one to be the last oh, one, right? I love that. Oh, you don't. How, how do you nurture? And I'll ask both of you, both of you, David and Tiswana, this question. How do you nurture curiosity? Um, I don't want to get too off topic, but I think curiosity is what, what leads us to delighting. So mm -hmm. how do you nurture curiosity in your team that you're coaching, that you're leading? Swana, do you want to say, I, I, you know, it's interesting. I preach it and I don't know if it's something that can be taught. I mean, they have to, you have to, you have to get your people to really lean in. Like they have to be passionate about what, what are your offerings are your company and have to have that belief that that they didn't need to just shout it from the mountain and i think that's really where it has to start mm. um it has to be inside of them because then you know then natural curiosity can take over i think that um i don't know i've just always been naturally curious forever so it's very easy for me but yeah. i've had people that that aren't and um i think i think curiosity comes hand in hand with care you know i care about you so i'm curious you know as Tiswana was saying you know what what drove that first donation and, and and then what's behind that and then curiosity understanding that um i don't know i, I think it can be taught but it has if someone isn't passionate um they won't you'll never get them there i don't believe hmm I, David, I totally agree with you. I've been, you know, struggling with this a little bit. Um, I'm a naturally, I, you know, curious, nosy. I don't know if they're synonyms or not, but like, I just want to know about people's lives and like, you know, kind of dig in there. So, you know, I, what I try to, you know, teach to my team is like, if you can invite yourself to someone's office, home, whatever their personal space is, that is a treasure trove. For like curiosity right so whether you have that natural instinct within you or just visually you're looking around you're seeing pictures of their family you're looking at awards whatever the case may be people like to talk about themselves and share their story so ask questions about the objects you're seeing so it's been kind of tough doing it virtually so i'll say you know i've been trying to lead by example when i go on meetings with my team which i often like to do I ask a lot of questions, you know, I don't want people to feel interrogated, but to the extent they seem interested in sharing their story, I'll ask a lot of questions and then come back and explain to the team, this is why, you know, I ask so many questions and I kind of prep them for that, you know, upfront. So it's, it's tough to teach. I will also say, I think there are certain, well, there's an infinite number of questions, right? But at least in terms of trying to teach it, um, I did develop a list of questions that I provided to my team. Like, here's how you can kind of dig into people's why, what they're interested in. So if you can't come up with your own questions, you know, here are some, but then teaching yep. them, look, you're not going to ask these in rapid succession, right? Like let it flow in the conversation. So I agree. I think it's hard to teach. I found that those people who love their job are having fun with their job and the job becomes more than a job, right? I think, especially with nonprofit, it's really personal for a lot of people. Um, I find that those are the team members that really excel in the curiosity because like you said, they actually care, you know? You know, I wonder if it's a deeper personality 
because most people that that are curious um, are not ego driven. They're humble. They have humility. Um, their desire, and and they have to have a desire to connect. And if your desire is to connect on a personal human level, then I think curiosity can naturally follow. Now, to to Swan's point, you have you know, especially new people in a role, you know, they might need some guidance on the cadence and and the types of questions. But I think you know, Tim, you do better than anyone else. If your goal is to connect at at that personal human level, um, I think it's easy. But but you have humility. You're humble. You don't fight your ego. Now, I'm not saying that a ego-driven D personality can't do good discovery, but it doesn't mean that they're curious because they're not really check, wanting to connect. Check. I like that you brought up because you have to check the ego. Um, you can't be so belligerently like, it's my plan. I know how to get on this call. I'm going to operate this. Like, Because really, a lot of times, it's checking your ego, surrendering your agenda, getting on the phone with an open notebook and saying, tell me about you, what's going on, and just really seeking to understand, laying the agenda aside. Um, and, and things can go amazing places. I'm, I mean, some of the hires I've made in, in my career have been so organic because I got on the phone and just checked in with somebody, where are you at? And then they weren't happy where they were at or something changed. I'm like, oh my goodness, this golden person I've known for a while. I mean, I have the opportunity to bring them on. And it's, it's kind of like we were just talking about the Maryland role um, to Swan, a very similar situation. It's all about timing, all about asking a question and going deeper. So um, anyway, okay, so I'm going to shift real quick because we talked about nurturing curiosity. I will say one thing to to David's credit, just because I've coached with David for so long, is systems and processes. David installs with his team a, a weekly round, sales roundtable. And, you know, to bring everything to the table, we talk about gut checks and fist bumps, the good stuff and the bad stuff. And really where, where the bad stuff came up was, hey, I fell flat on my face or I got into a situation, didn't know what to say, ran into this objection, got shut down in this meeting, actually was selling to the wrong person the whole time. It, it ended and it didn't really work out well. David would just simply sit back, never surprised at any of it and just say, okay, so next time, what could we do different? Next time, what who how, what is the question we could ask earlier on? Or like what? So I think as leaders to give a safe place number one, but then have a rhythm, have a system and a process for um, a system being, um, you know, we're going to every Monday meet, but then a process to say, okay, now we're going to do some training around. If you feel like your team's not curious enough, there is a way you can identify some key initiatives to go train on. Um, and, and David, you do that very well and you've done it um, for the you know seven years we've coached together. So I um, just want to shout, shout out to that. Now, Let's wrap this up with some practical ways. And um, to Swan, I'll let you go first, and then Dave wrap up, and then to Swana, you get to drop a golden nugget before we we end. So, no uh, what are some practical? What are some practical ways during the holidays? I mean, we're we're here in October, Halloween's this weekend, and uh, November, December coming up. What are some practical ways we can delight our databases this? holiday season yeah that's a good question I mean really just reaching out right I think one of the things we try to do around the holidays although 
we are going to ask people for money. But we also like to reach out when we're not asking people for money. You know, you can't be that person that's always got your hand out. I think it's nice when you just reach out to say, you know, hello, how are you doing? And, you know, hopefully with that natural curiosity, you're remembering some of their personal details. Someone's daughter just got married or someone just had a birthday. Ask about that and follow up on it. And I think if you do that from a genuine place, people are really like, oh, they care about me as a person, not just a donor. And I think that's just another way to delight. And I, I even hate to mention that as a strategy because really it needs to come from a, a genuine place. Um, but that's, again, that's just a part of the connection. So I would say reaching out without asking for something and then you know, you go back and we've got to ask people for stuff because sure. Giving Tuesday's coming yeah. up and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, good question, Tim. I think, you know, my mind goes a couple places. Number one, you, we started this conversation about the notes. I think handwritten notes are always a great way to yeah. connect. And it doesn't have to be a long note. It's just, I was thinking of you. Thank you. We have some, you know, I've always been an off major holiday person. Like we're missing one of them. For clients, we used to get a $1 bucket and fill it with candy. And Halloween is a great time to connect, drop in their office, Say thank you. Thanksgiving coming up is probably the biggest one. Um, and so, you know, you can just, if you're going to send something at the new year or, or the holiday time, Christmas, Hanukkah, it's going to get lost because there's a deluge. So there's just a couple places. Now that's, those are just the little things, but I think from the heart, the handwritten, and you can have fun with, you know, thanks, you know, Thanksgiving cards. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Tim, I mean, you got little kids, have them, have them draw the turkeys. I mean, we all used to have that stuff up, but it's a little stuff that's like some things are easy and other things are thoughtful. And I think if you can go in the thoughtful, you know, nothing beats a handwritten note. Yep. Got a little note card. Of course, I'm in Nashville, so it's easy. To, it's got a little musical note that says just, just a little note. And so it's very easy just to write, wow. write whatever. Um, you know, being top of mind. Um, you know, we, we have a, one of my favorite stills, don't be that guy, you know. Um, which is the person that's always going to call when they need something and never call you any other time. Or right. um, we, we save the ladies. I know ladies do it sometimes as well, but it was, you just get worn out. So it's just when you think, you know, and, and to, to Swan's point, as you get to know people, I build a stronger relationship just knowing that um, one of the executives on another part of my company was a huge Oregon fan. So when they had a big win earlier in the season, I mean, Saturday right after the game, man, congrats on the big win. And now that's a, that's just a quick quick connection um mm. that, that just deepens it. it's just again curious to know what they're interested in and um you know thoughtful enough that i you know remembering and and that's a good moment now the week that they lost and the gators lost i, I didn't send any text so <laughs> it was not happy for either of us so I, you know and it's interesting to, to try and bring all this together when you are curious when you do go deeper when you do straddle the fence between curious curiosity and nosy which i think you, you should probably lean a little towards nosy because if you feel like you're nosy you're probably doing it just right so yeah. um if you're curious enough you get to know that person at a deeper level and there's so many times i'll be walking through like hobby lobby with my you guys jen and I try to be careful not to invade on family time to do this, but it's very simple. You'll be walking through Hobby Lobby, you'll see like a quote and you'll you'll think of somebody because of a conversation you had, maybe a big donor or maybe a big client or somebody, whatever. And like to David's point, I'll snap a picture or I'll like put my face in there like a selfie and be like, 
you know, and I'll point to this quote or something that's impactful because it was maybe their favorite quote and I just saw it, but it took the conversation going deeper earlier so that when that moment happened or you got to know who their team was. And so like one of my buddies from Morocco. So when the Olympics were on and the Moroccan team came out, I, or no, no, the Moroccan team came out, I took a picture, but then like the next night they were winning Taekwondo or something. It was weird. They won the first medal ever. And so I took a picture. I'm like, way to go. Send it to my buddy who's from Morocco. And so it was just, you know, it, it's just those little things, I think, that delight that you can do very meaningfully. And at this time of year, think about what can meet the need of one of your clients. I think everyone's very busy right now, very stressed. I know in my industry, some industries, maybe not, maybe they're struggling. Uh, maybe it's a small business. What could you do? I think you could send out a lot of salespeople are very good at speaking. We have the gift of gab. So I think you could do a short video message that you can send out to your clients that maybe an executive could forward to his entire team. And all you do is read something inspirational, tell a quick story, and just cheer the team on and thank them for their business and partnership. And then text your executive level guy or gal and say, hey, I recorded this for the team. Forward this to everybody. I want them to be inspired. And, and you could get, you know, just think about your influence. And, and really sales to me is, is, is not a career, it's a calling. We have the opportunity every day to inspire somebody. And so mm -hmm. delighting them falls right in line with that. Like take your career and shove it and go look at yourself in the mirror and realize that you have a divine calling if you're in sales. And so to Swana, delighting the customer, <laughs> my goodness, leave us with a golden nugget as we wrap this up. Well, I would just say, I often say to my team, people want to say yes, you just have to make it easy for them to do so. Ooh. So if you could wrap your little sales pitch up in a bow and again, meet those needs, figure out how to delight them. I feel like people want to be helpful. If they're taking your call, they want to say yes to whatever it is you have to say. So make it easy for them to do it. Mic drop. That's powerful. That, that was that was a good one. <laughs> well, folks, lean in. The, the, the uh, donation link is in the show notes. So please, 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 please. Uh, it, it's, it's Thanksgiving, and we all have abundance. We really do. And if you could um, drop some donation to the American Cancer Society, this is our custom link to Energy for Sales. Um, and so thank you for what you're going to do already. Um, Tiswana, thank you for joining us. Um, I, it's, I, again, always delightful talking with you to use our work. Um, and David, always great insights. Thank you all. Thank you for having yeah, me. You're very welcome. Thanks.